Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. Well, well. It is so good to be with you all here. I, you know, y'all are the hardcore folk, you know. Christmas was just a couple days ago. Y'all had y'all's candlelight services, 19 services. That's a lot of services. That's a lot of candles as well. I mean, I hope three campuses, two planets from what I understand. I mean, you guys are just going for it, you know. It's awesome. So yeah, my name is Jason Robinson. So just some clarity, I am not related to Pastor Steve Robinson, uh, the church that I did come from uh, back in, in New Orleans area in Louisiana. Uh, but but uh, a lot of people think that, but we're not related, but same last name and that's us. So we really are, I'm not really a guest speaker. I've known so many of you for so long. I was in the back talking to Pastor Tyron for, for a while and Luke, and Luke was, uh, you, were you a junior high or high school? And you were in high school whenever we first started Rev Camp and all that years ago. And so I remember, hey, this is Luke Newby. And so getting to know Luke and all that. And so, and so I'm really spiritual. We're really family. And so I'm really kind of like your cousins, you know. I'm your cousin. Now, there's two types of cousin. There's the weird cousin that you warn everybody about before you go to the party. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Then there's the cool cousin. We're going to go with the cool cousin. How about that one? All right. Can we do that? We'll go with the cool cousin. So anyway, if you have your Bible, you can open up to Luke chapter one. I'm going to go there in just a moment, but I do have to say something to you. Um, it's kind of protocol whenever a, a guest comes and speaks and it's, it's kind of, it's the right thing to do, but it's protocol that they get up here and they say something nice about the pastor and them just so grateful, you know, and all this stuff, all these kind of things. But I'll just be honest with you. I, uh, I don't have the words to even share what your pastors uh, mean. And when I say your pastors, I shouldn't even say your pastors. I should say our pastors because they've been very much a pastor to my wife and I uh, over all these years, been so generous, so helpful. And um, I'm just so grateful for them. And I don't have the right words to even say because it's not enough. It's really not enough. And so I've known for almost 20 years when I was a student pastor, I was a student pastor for a long time. I thought I would be the oldest youth pastor in the history of the world. And I was okay with it. I love students, still love students, still love being involved in, in all of student ministries. And, and then their time came where it was, God was nudging my wife and I to, to start a church. And long story short, short, Pastor Jeff was one of the people who spoke very directly into my life to help me. I remember he would say, Jason, you got to put a stake in the ground at some point and take a step of faith. I'm like, well, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know, pastor? And so we would go back and forth. And so when we started the church, I asked him, would he be an elder in our church? And would he be on our board? And so he is, and he's spoken into it. And, and so we started in, in Katy, Texas, and didn't know anyone. When they talk about parachuting in, that's exactly what we did, and just started hanging out. And if anyone stood in front of me long enough, I'd tackle them and tell them about the church, you know? I mean, that's just what you do when you plant the church. And so we're trying to figure it out. And after a year, Pastor Jeff said, I want you to believe for a facility miracle. And I said, Pastor Jeff, all the local pastors who I've gotten to know, they, they, they were in schools and portable for eight, 10, some 12 years. He's like, well, you know, let's just believe God. I said, yes, sir, we're going to believe God. And, and it was your pastor, our pastor, who provoked us to believe for that. And God provided an opportunity for us. And we raised money and we, we built it. And you guys gave towards that. 
you did. You spoke into that. You guys sent people to help us. When we launched our church day one, I was so nervous because we had everything in place, but we couldn't find a drummer. And so I called Pastor Jeff and Pastor Jeff flew down a drummer from Milestone for the first six weeks until we could find a drummer. You guys did that. You guys did that. And so just a few weeks ago on December 6th, we were able to open up and have our first service on a Sunday morning since COVID, because remember we were in a school, we couldn't meet in a school. And, uh, and when you watch the pictures and all that, you're going to say, this looks kind of familiar. And I'm going to tell you why. Because our audio video lighting company and other people who helped out, our designers, they said, hey, what's the vision, Pastor? I said, it's simple. Have you been to Milestone? Yes. Summit, who did all y'all stuff. I said, if you can make us a mini milestone, we're good. That was the vision. <laughs> and, so, and so they did. And so I just thought, because all of you, whether you realize it or not, you have an inheritance in Katy, Texas. You do. You have an inheritance where with lives that are changed and people who come to Christ and people who are being built and kids who are being saved and gonna be raised in the trajectory of the legacy of a whole family will be different. And you guys had a part in that. So when you have someone in heaven rush up to you and say, thank you so much, and you say, who are you? And they say, oh, I'm from Katy, Texas, that you guys had a role to play. Your generosity, not just in giving, but yes, in giving, but just in giving, not just financially, but everything that you give, it's changed us. And we're at a different place because of it. And so I brought a little video to show y'all our first service so y'all could celebrate with what God has done through you guys as well. So y'all check this out. We can just give a hand in awesome what God's doing. I must have said a million times it feels like this year, who's crazy enough to raise money and build a building in the middle of a pandemic? And I found out y'all are too. So it wasn't just us. So we're in this whole thing together. So uh, excited. Man, it, it really is an honor to be with y'all. And I don't just say that. It, it, really, mean, it, it really is. So I, I'm gonna get to the scripture in, in just a moment, but what a year we've had, huh? There's certain words I don't know if I ever want to hear again. Uncertainty. Unprecedented. Anybody else tired of hearing some of those words? You've been heard it so many times. There's so many different things that, that we've had to deal with and walk through. And I was thinking there's certain sentences in certain normal language that we all use now that if we would rewind back to January... 2020, and I said these sentences, you would have thought we were crazy. I wrote a couple of them down just so we could be, all be on the same page. If you would have heard in January, hey, are you going to the drive-by birthday party today? <laughs> you would have been like, what kind of birthday parties you guys have around here? 
or this. I mean, that was a, what a beautiful Zoom meeting we had today. You would have been like, what are you talking about, man? Or, or I, I thought this one was kind of funny. Well, at least the murder hornets weren't that bad this year. It's been one of those years, right? Or I, this one, just, I thought this was funny. He said, I tried to go to the bank today, but they wouldn't let me in because I didn't have a mask on. I'm proud of y'all. Nine, it took a little longer for them. They, it took a couple extra seconds. So maybe the coffee hadn't kicked in yet, you know? So, I mean, aren't, when someone comes in the bank with a mask, isn't that a problem typically? All right, anyway. So we've, needless to say, 2020 wasn't quite what any of us expected, huh? I, I, I know for me at least. And, and I know it was a crazy, crazy year. And, and I had the pleasure of preaching the last message in 2020, and then we up out of here, y'all. Excuse my Southern Louisiana education at its finest language. But it was unexpected to say, say the least. And, you know, in life, it's not a matter of if the unexpected is going to happen. It's when. We can all see that it's going to happen throughout our life, that trials, tribulations, and the unexpected, it's coming our way. Even Jesus, he didn't pull any punches with us. He told us that we would face this. In John 16, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, even when we talk about the unexpected and what's coming, really what I'm gonna do today is look in the scripture and we're going to look in Scripture and what do we do when the unexpected come? I titled the message today this, Ready for the Unexpected. Now, that sentence almost doesn't make sense, right? Ready for the unexpected. If you're ready for the unexpected, then is it unexpected? But I want to show you, and we're actually going to look at the story in Scripture in just a second, on what you can build, actually three anchors you can build in your life that when the unexpected comes, it may rock you, but it won't uproot you. And so we're going to dig into that and have some fun at the same time and, and learn all along the way. Well, when you look throughout the Bible, you see unexpected all over the place. You can see the unexpected in Moses. You can see the unexpected in Abraham. And you can just go on down the line. But what I really want to dive into today is I want to dive into the story of Mary in the Bible. Now, usually what happens is around Christmas time, we break out the stories of Mary and Joseph, and then like it's, the Christmas is over, so now we'll go back to other parts of the Bible, and we'll see you back in December, and we'll bring Mary back up, and we'll talk about her. But I think out of all the unexpected, maybe the most unexpected, not just to her, but to all humanity, is what happened in the story and what happened with Mary. Now, as I was preparing for for the message for you guys, I was, I was just praying and seeking God. I said, Lord, I don't want to just come and just bring it. Lord, I, I, what do you want me to do? And, and man, I was putting the message together. And as I was putting the message together, man, I just, I just felt the Lord speaking to me. And how, how's the Lord speak to you? It's, just a, it's a whisper in my heart, but it just won't let it go. It'll just keep whispering and it'll just stay there and stay there and stay there. And really, I just, I just thought at the end of the year, this is really what I want to do. I didn't come here to try to be impressive. I just want to come and help. I want to help some of you. I'm going to give you something, something super practical. We'll see in scripture 
But I'm telling you, if you put some of these things in your life, they'll be critical for you that when that moment of the unexpected comes, that you'll stand and you won't be uprooted in the midst of it. So before I get into Mary's story, in particular, when the angel met her, let me give a little bit of background with the story of Matthew chapter one, verses 18, it starts out where it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. His mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. And some versions said divorce her secretly. Now, let me just say this. There's, that almost didn't make sense when you maybe hear the story about what happened. It's like, okay, so, so Joseph and Mary, he's gonna divorce her, but they hadn't consummated the marriage, but she's pregnant. Okay, the timeline isn't working out for me, okay? So let me, let me try to help you with what it looked, what a traditional Jewish marriage looked like. It was three parts. There was the betrothal, the preparation time, and the wedding feast. Now the betrothal, this is when they would actually come together. Interesting, a, a young lady was ready for betrothal between the ages of 12 and 14 back then. Okay, so when you read the stories about Mary, she was a young teenage girl. And so the betrothal, they would actually come together and they would exchange vows. But after they exchanged vows came the second part and the husband, the groom would go away, sometimes up to a year, and he would prepare a place. He would prepare his house. He would get things ready and in order so that he could go back and get his bride. But the determining factor on when he was ready, interesting enough, was his dad. Because his dad knew what it took to take care of his family. So he would prepare and prepare and go to his dad. And his dad would say, okay, now's the time, son. You can go back and you can go get your bride. And then the third step, he would go back and you would have a wedding feast that would last sometimes up to seven days. And then they would consummate the marriage, be together and move forward. So we see the angel of the Lord comes and meets Mary at the time of the preparation time. But it's also interesting, we see throughout scripture, why is that interesting? Because Jesus himself uses this same format when he's talking to his people. He calls his church his bride. And then he tells the bride, I am going to a place to prepare for you. And we do believe that Jesus is gonna come back one day. Okay, when does he come back? When the father says, it's time and it's ready and they'll come back and Jesus will come back and get us. And so this is the context in which this is all happening. And now here is Mary. And now we're gonna go and we're gonna start to dig down into Mary's story. Here's, that's the backdrop and here we go. Starting at verse 30, Luke chapter one. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be called great and will be called the son of the most high God. And the Lord, gave, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative, Elizabeth, 
has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Talk about the unexpected. Mary probably had in her mind all she was thinking about. I have three daughters and a son. And, and I, would ask my, I asked one of my daughters the other day, I said, how long have you been thinking about your wedding? She said, since I was a little kid. So there was an expectation and they were, that they were expecting and this is what it was going to look like. And what an overwhelming conversation. You ever felt overwhelmed? Ever walked into the unexpected hit you and it overwhelmed you? Maybe you're a student in here and you go to the first day of class and they hand you this syllabus that's this big and say, we're going to do this over the next eight weeks. And you're like, what? <laughs> or maybe you're starting a career out and you start to kind of get into that industry and you're like, whoa, this is more than I thought. Or how about any parents in here? You had your first child. You remember your first child? I had my first child. I remember my, my, my oldest daughter, Mia had her and I had two thoughts at the same time. One was, man, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of. This is the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. And then I had another thought that was like, who in their right mind thought it was a good idea to give me a child? Anybody have that feeling? And see, like I said, I have four kids. And so talking about expectation and talking about feeling overwhelmed, of all the things I feel overwhelmed, this may not be a big deal to you, but there's these three little words that are very overwhelming to me. And there's these three words, some assembly required. Come on, dads. Christmas was a couple days ago. And my expectation is they all open the, the presents and it's beautiful. And it's wonderful. And everybody's like, yes, and we love you. Oh, we love you. Thank you for everything you've given. Then all of a sudden, the kids leave. And they say, Dad, can you put this together for me while I go play? Four kids. So while everyone's enjoying Christmas, five hours later, I want to go to the company and say, you lie. It's not some assembly required. You need to be honest with the people and put a whole lot of take vacation days assembly required. <laughs> overwhelming. But here she was in this moment, overwhelming. And of course, we're jokingly talking about being overwhelmed with something simple. But what about when it's not simple? What about when the unexpected hits you and it's overwhelming and you feel in over your head. What about when the report is not what you thought it was going to be? What about, what about when your kids start to make decisions that you did not raise them? You know better. They know better. And it's overwhelming. What about when your plans, I would be at this point, at this point in my life, and, and you're not anywhere close to that. It's overwhelming. What about when we know scripture says that God's working all things together for our good, but we're thinking to ourselves, you got a lot of work to do, Lord. What happens when we feel over? What do we do in these moments? What 
is an anchor we can hold on to in these moments. I'm gonna give you three anchors that Mary held on to that we can hold on to. And this is practical. This is three things every single one of us can do. And what I'm really prayerful for is that every single one of us will take these three things seriously because there's gonna be a moment when you need it. And we need to build these three things in our lives when we don't need it. So when the unexpected come and we do need it, we're not scrambling to figure out what's next. And Mary shows us right here. So I wanna give you three anchors to hold on to when the unexpected come. Three anchors to hold on to when the unexpected come. The first thing that we see Mary had, the first anchor was a word. She had a word from God. Luke 1 38 says, and Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed. A word from God. If God said it, it's going to happen. If he said it in his word, then you can bank on it. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain forever. His word will not return void, but it will go and it will set out and do everything it was set forth to do. God's word, an anchor to hold on to through all of it. In November of 2019, November, December, I was praying for our church. Our, our church will be five years old in January, so we're a little under five years old and God's done a whole lot in a short period of time and and, and I, God would normally give me like, uh, maybe it's a word. And I didn't know this, but in between services, I was talking to someone and they were saying, hey, we're, that's kind of what we're praying for here at Milestone. You know, everyone has a word to hold on to. Well, I, I got a strange word in 2019. And with the year 2020 coming up, it wasn't just a play on a words because I've learned this about God, that everything God does has purpose attached to it. And the Lord just, I just felt this, this, I keep saying the Lord spoke to me. I'd say, it's just a whisper in my heart that I'll journal, I'll talk to, and it just really just, it gets deeper and deeper in my spirit as I, I, I pray about it and see, it just wells, it's yelling in my heart is what happens. And he said this, 2020, you will see things clearly. 2020 being perfect vision, you will see things clearly. And over this year, have we not seen agendas clearly? Have we not seen what people really think clearly? Have we not seen what people have been hiding behind a keyboard saying and what they're really gonna do in life? Have we seen it clearly? Have we seen people? We've seen things clearly over 2020 and it hasn't been painless, let's just say that. Well, as we get going throughout the year and, and COVID hits and we all have a pre-COVID what was going on and post-COVID what's happened, we all have one of those stories and and as a church, man, we were, our biggest concern was we were growing at such a rate. We're like, how the building we're moving into, it's too small. We haven't got in there yet. And this is good problems to have, right? You're gonna have problems either way. Let's have good ones, amen. And so, I'm praying. So all of a sudden COVID hits and now we, we can't meet and we don't know what to do and we're trying to go online and we're figuring all this stuff like everybody else is doing. There were some dark moments there. There were some challenging times there. There were some moments like God, I know you told me to start this. Like, yeah, you know God knows. But do you ever want to just go, did you know this was coming, God? 
And by the way, I think it's helpful to remind God of things. God, I didn't tell me to do this. Just so we're clear, the record's clear. I, did, I was fine. I did this because you told me to do this. And then a little ways into the year, we start. We start trying to get services back going and we start reaching out to people, calling people, checking on people, giving where we could, figuring out what we can do to try to help people. And another whisper started to come. And this is my whisper for 2021. And towards the end of this year is this. God said, I felt the Lord just say this. I'm with you. Find a way forward. I'm with you. So find a way forward. And I just even sense in my heart, and I want to actually look online for anyone watching online or anyone that's here, that maybe that's your word. God is with you. Now let's find a way forward. He's going to help lead us and he's going to guide us, but let's, come. let's never be the ones that wait for, hey, we're going to take a step forward in faith and believe God. That's a word. Well, pastor, that's awesome for you. So glad God gave you a word, but I don't have a word. Well, I'm going to help you. You may want to write, some of y'all may want to write some of these things down if you're out there and you're maybe discouraged about something, or maybe you're like a little nervous and you need courage to move forward in something you've been thinking about for a while. Deuteronomy 31, six, I got a word for you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. There's your word. Maybe you're here and you've been depressed or down, or maybe you're watching online and for whatever multiple reasons, you're still at home and you're trying to figure things out and, and you're struggling and you found yourself depressed and down. I have a word for you in Psalms 42, five. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Don't put your hope in stuff. Can I tell you one thing that was revealed in 2020? What you put your hope in. It was shown in all of us where we put our hope in. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. If you need healing in here, if, you need, if you're praying for health, for a situation in your family, in Jeremiah 33, 6, here's your word. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Anybody want a little peace of security in here? Final, maybe believing for success. Maybe you're believing for this next venture that you feel called to step out in and you're not really sure, but you know the Lord's calling you to do that. Second Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I want to encourage you. Get a little three by five card. Write whatever that word is, that scripture is, and put it where you see it all the time. Whatever you go to the most, if it's the refrigerator, put that brother in the refrigerator. Get in the car and you look at it and you speak that word and speak that word and speak that word because all the circumstances around you are gonna scream against that word. But when you hold on to that word as an anchor, then you can understand and realize that our resources, it's not attached to our ability, but it's attached to his ability and what he said. And he'll do it. It's a word, a word. So the anchor she had, she held on to a word and she also, number two, she had a friend. She had a friend. Well, if we've learned anything throughout this year, the importance of connection, huh? Oh, it's critical. And I hope you have friends out there and I, not the Facebook con, the real ones. 
But I'll, let me just say this. You could have 25 friends, but nothing is gonna replace a word from God. But God so loves us, he gives us some friends that we need. And as a pastor over the years, there's one thing that I have seen over and over, and I've seen a challenge for so many, that they want a person to do for them what only God can do for them. And then they ask God to do for them what he always uses a person to do for them. And we need to ask the Lord, which, Lord, which one is it? But we see she had a friend, Luke chapter 1, 39 through 45. Now at the time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Now we see here in scripture that Mary and Elizabeth, they were relatives. We know this because we also know John the Baptist, he knew of Jesus. So whenever he was baptizing and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, they were relatives. They were related. But here's the interesting thing. When Mary came and shared what was going on with Elizabeth, it leaped on the inside. The baby leaped on the inside of her. What does that mean? What's the significance of that? We need people in our life that when God births something on the inside of life, they get excited like we get excited. And they celebrate us instead of criticizing us. You need people in your life that celebrate you and don't tolerate you. That when the word of the Lord comes and all of a sudden God's calling you to take a step of faith, that your friend helps blow, blows faith into your soul and doesn't take it away. We all need that in our lives. We all need a friend. That's why we have small groups. I know y'all are on a break like we are right now. That's why, we want you on, that's why we want you on the dream team as well. It's not just about what needs to happen, although serving people is powerful and there's something that explodes on the inside of you. When you serve someone who cannot give you anything in return, it's one of the greatest feelings. People who are far from Christ know that and they sense that when, hey, I'll help someone who can't help me back. It feels great. But can I tell you something else that we want for you that is so critical? Why I, Our church always get in a small group, get connected on a team, whatever it may be. Why? Because I know your best friend, your new best friend might be the person you serve and kids with. Your new best friend might be the person that you serve out in the parking lot with. Your new best friend might be the person that you serve on the usher team with and you don't even realize it right now, but something's coming up in 2021 and 2022 where you're gonna need that friend that you can hold on to and what you need to right now is we need to get connected now. So when the moment comes, it's an anchor to your soul. It's an anchor to you. Something about the, the friendships. Proverbs 18, 24 says this, a man who has friends must first show themselves friendly. Many times we're like, well, I don't have any friends because nobody wants to talk to me. And man, I just want to go, no, you go talk to them, whatever. Well, what if I invite somebody to lunch and they don't want to go with me? Well, ask somebody else. It's okay. It's okay. 
I'm telling you, it's just a step away. You never know what might be there, there for you. So we see anchor number one is, is, is a word from God. The, anchor, the second anchor we see in Mary is that she had a friend. And the final one is this, and I close with this. She had a song. She had a song in her heart. A word from God. A friend that would stand with her. And a song that's in her heart. The unexpected is coming. But when you have a word from God, a friend that'll walk alongside you and a song that's deep in your heart, you might get rocked, but you won't get uprooted. In verse, in verse 46, many of you in your Bible, you'll actually see there's a little subheading above it that'll say Mary's song because Mary had a song in her heart. And it says in verse 46, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, for he has regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from now on all generations will count me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name and his mercy is upon generation after generation towards those who fear him. Mary had a song in her heart. Something some of you might be saying, Pastor, I got a song in my heart too. Make sure it's a song that uplifts the Lord. It's like, Pastor, I got a song in my heart. All my exes live in Texas. I have a few suggestions for you of maybe another song and at least two small groups for you, all right? If that's the song that's deep in your heart right now. Okay. But there's something about a song that anchors. There's something powerful about a word friend and a song. If you don't believe me, I sound so much more spiritual right now because Halston's playing the keyboard behind me. <laughs> I didn't know the name first. So, uh, Halston, right? Are you from Texas? You have to be from Texas. No one names their kid Halston unless you're from Texas. <laughs> Call you Hoss for short, man. That's awesome doing a great job up there. I sound so much more spiritual when some music's played back. Watch, I'm gonna prove it to you. Good stop for a second. Okay, just stop. Okay. We all need a word, a friend, and a song. I don't get an amen, I don't get a nothing. <laughs> I get a nothing. Okay. Watch when Halston comes into the picture. Okay. Halston, no, no pressure. Just the most beautiful thing you ever played in your life. No pressure. Though. Man, God, you ain't supposed to upstage me. You're supposed to be soft behind me. Just, just, okay. <laughs> there we go. Watch. We all need a word a friend, and a song. It didn't sound beautiful. But it's true. Nothing changes the atmosphere like worship. Nothing changes. And I want to encourage some of you out there. Some of you, you know, God's divinely gifted you and real analytical mind and you're just brilliant with things. Be careful not to push away your emotions. 
Because God made us emotional too. It's, it's part of what he's made us to be. It's okay to lean in and feel something. It's okay to lean in and feel the presence and the spirit of God. Nothing will change the atmosphere quicker in your home like worship. Something goes down at work, at school, get in your car. And before you blast anything else, man, put some worship music on and you'll see the presence of God will come and invade your life. It'll be an anchor to your soul. There's a great song we're singing in our church right now, but you keep hope alive. You keep hope alive. Because Jesus, you are alive. There's hope in the morning. There's hope in the evening. There's hope because we're breathing. We're hope because you're living. You keep hope alive. And the reason that song's so powerful is not just because it's a song in our church. It's been a song in my heart for 2020. We're trying to figure out a lot of stuff. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to turn. All of a sudden we get this one unexpected. Then we get, we get the, the pandemic unexpected. Then, then also all of a sudden just, just racial, just, man, just, just blows up. The next thing you know, we, officials are saying this, doctors are saying that. And, and, and before you know, everybody's got this opinion and you can't make a decision without making, making a whole bunch of people mad. They're mad if you do this. They're mad if you do that. And we're in the middle of all this going on and we're trying to, I, I, I don't know what to, but you keep hope alive. And there's hope in the morning and there's hope in the evening and there's hope because we're breathing. And if we just keep saying yes and we keep moving forward and we keep holding on to that word and we bring that friend along and we sing that word and we sing your praises, it'll change the atmosphere. Now, all my circumstances may not change, but Jason changed because I'm standing as an anchor of hope when it's uncertain. I don't know what's coming your way, but I beg you as your super really cool cousin, Grab a word from God. Get connected. It's not for us. It's for you. Get a song in your heart. It'll bring hope in your life. Why don't you guys stand up? I'm gonna pray for you. We'll dismiss you in just a moment. But I just, even as I'm saying this, I just have a sense that some of you, you've, you've just a let hope die some. And he wants to raise it in your heart. I want to pray for you right now. Father, I just come and I thank you, Lord God, for milestone. I thank you for every lady, every man, every woman, every child, every, every grandparent, every parent, every single, every single again here. Everyone watching online. Father, the ones who gave up on their kids, I pray hope would rise in their hearts right now. The ones who've given up on their marriage, I pray hope would rise in their heart right now, God. The ones who's given up on the dream of different things, I pray hope would rise in their heart right now, God. And Father, I pray that they would find an anchor in their soul, an anchor in your word, an anchor with a friend, God, and an anchor with a song, Lord Jesus. 
Father, I pray the favor of God would surround each person in this room like a shield today. I pray that your presence would go before them, that peace would rest in their hearts, Lord God. And Father, I just ask, Lord God, order in their home, Lord Jesus. And Father, supernatural power upon their lives, that we would extend your kingdom in all we do, God. And the unexpected may come and it may rock us, but it will not uproot us, Lord Jesus, because we are standing in your word. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you today. In Jesus' name, and everyone at Milestone said, amen. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.